guys and welcome back. Uh, this is going to be episode three and I did want to throw in a kind of disclaimer. Um, I have no filters. I use the F word like a comma. So just kind of giving y'all a warning. Um, now to start off, I really wanted to come up up with something for this episode and figure out my format. And I mean, that's a little hard to, to do on episode three. And as I had stated in my opener for episode two, um, I had done that at two in the morning. I originally thought it was awful. Like I even wrote my outline for this to be episode two and put in like everything that I was trashing about that other episode and you know in between the time of writing this and coming in to record I have changed my feelings on that and so I you know I wanted to you know start off this episode with that so to to start things off I wanted to give you give you guys kind of an insight to the podcast process. Um, I know we hear a lot of people talking about starting a podcast, most notably Kevin Smith. I think I stated that before. And in that preparation, I, I wanted to discuss with you guys, you know, the things to do for a podcast, the things that I have learned so far, and maybe you know we can follow us, you know, like in Alice in Wonderland down the rabbit hole and learn all the steps together. You know what not to eat, what not to drink. <laughs> so my bullet points on this are to be prepared. You know, everybody starts seeing Scar. You know, I I know you're doing it. If you're listening to this, you're singing it now. Definitely try and find the format that you want your show to be. Now I did this trying very hard to figure out a format that I wanted and I couldn't pinpoint one specific subject that I wanted to talk on because honestly I have subject ADD I can bounce and bounce and bounce and bounce which you'll find out later on as um, when we go through this and last of all a script of some kind an outline something and like a lot of people I get inspiration for talking points at the most random times in the shower on the toilet while working um even at the gun range I've I've had things pop in my head I'm cooking you know sitting there stirring spaghetti sauce and you just start thinking um you know and the list goes on and I can always retain those points um I can't always retain those points I apologize um so I had to create a doc on my phone to try and capture those thoughts or use a paper and notebook when I have it on hand. But that's a way to try and remember. I did this also when I wrote fan fiction. I know, cringe. I hope anyone else listening has either read or written fan fiction. I may be an quote unquote older broad, but I still do. I I find my, it's kind of like a creative outlet, you know? It's um, like an unspoken, I wanna be a writer, and but I'm not a writer. And just because, you know, again, quote unquote old and a mom doesn't mean I'm dead. Um, fan fiction is like the million, million dollar romance novel industry. I say rom- million dollar, but honestly, I don't know. So, see, be prepared. But I find that, you know, fan fiction can transport yourself to anywhere with characters you already know and love and want. I've had many iterations of these as I grew up, from my first teen heartthrob, raise your hand, everybody, if it's JTT, woo, to. <laughs> Um, to grown-up heartthrobs. Um, I've even had ones about uh, video game guys. Um, you know, you're playing the video game, you get so immersed in it, and there's the, the one character that your character's reacting with, and you fall into that romance, not guideline, romance 
setting up with that person. Um, most notably, mine was Alistair from Dragon Age. I know there's a lot of you guys out there. I hope I hope anybody's listening. If you haven't played Dragon Age, big, 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 go do it. And in thinking this, um, and actually trying to be prepared and use those tips and tricks and anything else um, I did when doing fan fiction. Um, into doing this podcast and as I first said said in the first episode I've had a lot of I've had my hand on a lot of creative cookie jars I've tried everything to find my quote-unquote ideal craft Um, I've been passionate about a lot of things but life seems to find its way into interrupting those paths it's not always been a bad thing but I find that when I went back to it I didn't have the same passion as when I started there have been a few that have stuck um, but instead of making it a hundred percent my thing it's always a fun getaway task and maybe that's my creative contribution not one but many and I'm hoping to add this podcast to that I'm hoping that by writing these thoughts and ramblings that plague my mind I find my voice to contribute to this world Okay, the world is a little big, but you get my point, I hope. Um, so why writing this? Uh, I'm currently sitting and just letting the thoughts flow to hopefully find a true tro- topic for today to let inspiration strike. I've had a lot of things I wanted to go over, a lot of things that have crossed my mind. Um, you know, anywhere from 90s cartoons um, movies, um, of note movies that I knew about but hadn't seen due to my predilection to watch the same movies a billion times. Um, songs that hit you, you just listen to them and you find that you hit repeat and you know every word, every music note, and it's kind of your anthem at that moment. And then also, you know, with today's climate, and I don't mean the weather, the topic that I wanted to keep out, um, as I didn't want to be political. And since that topic is now leading, because it was the last one I wrote, um, I grew up not really paying attention to political anything. The first thing I remember political was the Clinton-Lewinsky scandal, and I didn't even know anything then. Um, In my head, Clinton was the guy who played the sax while there was baloney in the Animaniacs slacks. I will say later that I did become aware of his actions as I got older and knew better about what he had done. Granted, it does take two, however. But again, politics were not a topic that was always brought up at the dinner table. And maybe that hindered me when I was finally able to to vote and be a contributing adult to society. And while yes, my thoughts on politics and the world has heavily changed from the 18-year-old signing up for my voters registration, not knowing about uh, Democrats, Republicans, what they stood for, Um, And I was one of those people who checked independent um, as I thought that it was, I'm not saying that I agree with this side or this side. I kind of see a melting pot of both ideals. And that's always how I had had handled my political thoughts. Um, Now I won't discuss what I, who I had voted for, what I had voted for, um, or what I thought was right. Um, But I will say that after my daughter was born, my political thoughts turned from what I thought was good um, to make, um, to make the world better for her. Um, And the immortal words uh, from The Simpsons, somebody think of the children. Now listeners, since that tangent is fading from the passion thought, I will leave with this. 
there will always be the older generation that wanted a better world, wanted better for the world, and see this ideal with the good old days colored glasses. There will always be the young pups who want to make a difference in the world and strive to make it better for everyone. And yes, these geezers and the pups will butt heads. It's been a thing for eons. I, I mean, there wouldn't even be a USA. We left British because we were button heads and we created this, you know, continent. They're not continent, but this country. Um, I mean, if we hadn't have done that, who knows what, ha what would have happened over here. I hope that could bring some thoughts to people. While I am young enough to see the good in what has become, I'm old enough to see that some people are trying to, what some people are trying to are not good. And you may, you may call me out on this, but I will not explain what those are to me. Um, they are my private political thoughts, and maybe by listening you can glean what they are. Um, but know this, today's political climate is never going to go away. There will always be a fight for what everybody thinks, wants, and how our and that's how our forefathers designed it. Now, to move away, to segue from the heaviness of political to anything else. While working on this, I did remember a meme or a joke um, that had perfectly explained how my brain thinks. Unfortunately, uh, when I had decided to sit down and write, th write this all out um, about what I wanted to talk about, my brain was so stuck on remembering what that joke was, um, but I couldn't find it to directly quote it. So to, I do apologize, but to try and summarize it, it was something, it was about someone staying quiet during a conversation um, and then asking a random question. And when they were asked why they were asking about bees when they were talking about barbecue, they, the person had explained that they heard the barbecue, then thought about outside, then thought about the weather, then moved on to April flowers bring light May, April showers bring May flowers, which dire led directly to bees. And I'm sure someone's going to follow that thread and it's better if I could find the actual joke, but that's how my brain works. Um, it's a giant game, game of lingo. I hope someone else has seen that game show. And unfortunately, <laughs> 12 minutes into recording and I have already moved through a three-page bullet point of what I wanted to talk about. And unfortunately, I didn't create anything else. So I am going to try and go back to my other document of ideas and maybe something will strike me to continue talking about. I, you know, maybe we can go back to the things I had already posted in the beginning. The the 90s cartoons. Um, you know, I, I remember growing up with, like, the the Fox Kids. You know, and, and there was a lot of great cartoons. Like I had said in the first one, you know, there was most notably in the front of my brain, um, you know, the animated Batman series, um, the X-Men, Spider-Man. God, I remember Eek the Cat. Oh, God. There, I mean, there, there there's a ton and I'm sure if I was watching something, I could remember it. I, I, there, I've done plenty of those sitting down and watching the YouTube videos where they talk about uh, the, the, episode, the cartoons from the old era, the, the 90s, as most people call it now. Or they don't call it the 90s now. They just call it the old era. And I mean, there's a lot of times I'm watching those cartoons and I'm like, oh, God, I remember that. Oh, God, I remember that. 
And, I mean, there are a few of, like, the 80s cartoons that I remember. Um, I remember Rainbow Bright. I remember She-Ra. I remember Thundercats. Um, I remember very vaguely the... Um, and again, my brain stopped. Uh, He-Man, sorry. Um, and, you know, I remember bits and pieces of that. While I did know about, like, Transformers and Brave Star and G.I. Joe and those cartoons... Um, they weren't really for me and again those were what were always um toted as boy cartoons and then they had like the girl cartoons I don't know if anybody remembers this but Barbie had a cartoon at one point in time um now I will say I was never a My Little Pony kid I just didn't want ponies I wanted Barbies I played with Barbies endlessly I wanted a Barbie for every birthday Christmas Easter if I could have gotten Barbies on Halloween I would have loved that so yes I was a Barbie girl and I apologize if that song gets stuck in your head now but yeah I mean my jam was more of the 90s cartoons um you know growing up again it was Fox Kids um I remember CBS had some some cartoons on Saturday I can't remember them off the top of my head and then you know um WB when WB became a, a big thing you know I, I'd referenced it before Animaniacs was one of them Pinky and the Brain I loved Pinky and the Brain and a lot of the different cartoons on Animaniacs you know the the good feathers Slappy the Squirrel <laughs> so I mean yeah I mean I want a lot of a lot of Animaniacs but there were a lot of other cartoons on WB again none that I could think of I can just think of the one most notably um, and then I had a turning point in my cartoon watching straight into anime. And I don't know if these are gateway animes, but they were my gateway animes. And that would be Sailor Moon and Dragon Ball Z. They were on Toonami. And I remember, I think they were on Toonami in the morning where they were on some channel early in the morning. Because I remember we used to watch them before going to school and I think this is when my mom was stationed in Great Lakes Illinois I want to say that's where it was because I remember snow but there was also snow in Jersey so I, I again not something you can follow along with but again back to the um, cartoons and and I I adored Sailor Moon and Dragon Ball Z I didn't know that there was a Dragon Ball before Dragon Ball Z until after I had watched a ton of Dragon Ball Z um and I mean like like a lot of people I had you know a cartoon crush on Goku I I mean I hope like a lot of people maybe I'm weird um and then of course you know Tuxedo Mask Ugh. um but yeah I mean those those are ones that kind of shaped a lot of my anime watching and and then of course after that you know we had I mean we didn't have cable when I was a kid kid we didn't really get cable until I was a teenager so then you know now all of a sudden we had Cartoon Network and I mean the the, the cartoons that were on there that I can think of off the top of my head that I really tried very hard not to miss uh, Johnny Bravo Powerpuff Girls uh, Cow and Chicken um, anything on Toonami, honestly. I mean, I would watch Toonami religiously. Um, I remember even making like a, um, like a calendar type thing with like the times and what episodes were coming on that day at that time, just so I can keep up with it. And I made sure that I was watching them because, you know, we didn't have Netflix. We didn't have a pause button. If you missed it, you missed it. 
You had to go pee during the commercial breaks. You had to go grab yourself a snack or a drink during commercial break. And I mean, that was a very real thing. And that's something I've been trying to teach my kids. They pause and play things all day long. And, and I feel like that's hurt their attention span, honestly. But you know, back to the cartoons. Um, and yes, I, I do remember watching Bugs Bunny uh, a lot. Uh, I remember a lot of Bugs Bunny. I remember my grandmother had like an old um, cartoon videotape and it had a lot of Bugs Bunny things on there. Like the, um, I, I think it was like the Alibaba and his, or the, the Thousand Nights of Arabia or, or something like that. I can't remember the name of it now. I, most notably I remember from that is a Son Chop <laughs> and like Bugs and Daffy trying to get into the the uh the ancient safe the the jewel keep for lack of a better word at this moment and and then you know of course anything with wily coyote made me just howl with laughter you know he's cutting down the tree and then all of a sudden like the rest of the tree falls but that little limb stays up um yosemite sam i mean i i still say you know when i says whoa i means whoa and it, it's sad that today, you know, a lot of people are like this or that about it and, you know, want to cancel some things or some people had a problem with the fact that, you know, they call out Bugs Bunny feet for being a cross-dresser. Bugs Bunny just wore clothes, honestly. It was what made it funny. A bunny rabbit in clothes? What? Granted, yes, it's a talking bunny rabbit, but I mean. um. So, so yeah, I mean, those were what I what I grew up with I, those are the the cartoons of my era and and sometimes it, it hurts when I try and show my kids and they just kind of look at me like yeah this this is dumb mom <laughs> you know and I mean I still watch animes um I ate up everything Naruto um I watched a lot of Bleach but I didn't finish it I know shame on me I should finish it Full Metal Alchemist. I watched a lot of that. I even watched Brotherhood. Oh god. Um, Death Note. I watched Death Note. I didn't finish Death Note. I need to finish that. And I mean this segue into from anime did lead into reading man- manga. Um, and again that was also my sister who was living with me at the time. Nothing bad. She just um, my mom got transferred and my sister was in her senior year of high school and didn't want to leave in the middle of high school or her senior year so I decided to you know let her stay with me um so that she can finish out school um but back on topic um she she introduced me to to manga and I read some of that um I do say that my favorite one was Vampire Night which I do know was turned into an anime I tried watching it unfortunately I Oh, I love the manga more and I, I just I can't with the show um, and that's a lot of the other things I mean you know the segues into the you know another an, another topic that's springing to mind um, reading something and falling in love with the literature and then they make a movie or a show or something out of it and you watch that and you're just like you ruined it you ruined it like how could you ruin it it was so good um I I know I had that feeling when I watched Aragon and I mean the first one was so great 
I mean, he wrote that book to be a movie. Um, now, I will say, I had not read the other three books. I know it was supposed to be a trilogy, and then he added on a fourth book. Uh, my partner has read all of them. He was way more into them. But at the time when the other books were coming out, I had just had my daughter, so my brain was focused on, you know, keep the small, squishy thing alive. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, now that, you know, my kids are more self-sufficient, I think I have more time for reading, which I have been trying to do. I definitely had used Audible for a lot of uh, audiobooks to listen to uh, because I mean the only stretch of time that I have un uninterrupted is you know the eight hours that I'm sitting in front of a computer doing work um, and I mean work work not podcast work <laughs> um, hopefully this, be this becomes work work because that'll be great but I digress so yeah I mean I I've had a lot of things uh, no unfortunately maybe not unfortunately I did watch all of the Harry Potter movies before reading the books um, I had seen the first one. Weirdly enough, it came out on my 16th birthday and I dragged all of my friends to go watch it. And again, a bunch of 16 year old girls to go watch a Harry Potter movie. And you would probably think that was weird. And some of my friends did, but they were also nerds like me and enjoyed fantasy movies. And that's what it was. It was a fantasy movie. And of course, you know, I watched all of them and um, I learned that it was a book afterwards and I felt, don't read the books. It's going to ruin any of the future movies for me. So I, I, I kept myself from reading the books until all of the movies were done. And I did cheat. I didn't read them. I listened to them. So let's see, moving on to another thing we can go on about. So we're going to jump ship from the... Uh, the book tangent I was just on um, and we'll try another one of the uh, the bullet points that I had mentioned earlier and this is something I've noticed lately as I've been doing more and more of them movies and you know in today's technological prowess <laughs> uh, the ability to have anything and everything on demand again I, you know I was saying earlier growing up as a in in the 90s with um, very minimal technological stance I mean you would have to set your um, video recorder to record something at a certain time so that you could watch it I mean that's how we did a lot of our um, TGIF watching um, I mean my dad used to record Briscoe County Jr. because he liked cowboy stuff uh, it's a great show. I, I mean, if, if you have a chance to watch it, I do recommend if you can find it. I don't think I've been able to find it, but I might try and look for it again because it's funny. Movies. Um, I, I do remember, you know, like Comedy Central used to play a lot of the 80s classic uh, comedy movies, you know, Coming to America. Oh, I'm just, kind of, I'm just running through Eddie Murphy movies in my head and Richard Pryor movies and Gene Wilder movies. Um, which I had seen a bunch of those and you know I do think I remember saying something in the very first episode um, you know Princess Bride I will turn on Princess Bride before anything else uh, anytime uh, and I can quote it back to you it's 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 one of those movies I will watch a million times uh, Dirty Dancing another one I will watch a million times um, you know, because nobody puts baby in the corner. Um, you know, and I have a few few of those movies, and I do have like the 
the passion for um, musical movies. Now, I have slowly been getting into classic musical movies. You know, the Judy Garlands and the um, Fred Astaire's and Ginger Rogers. I mean, I've watched more of the modern musical movies, um, but I, I love anything musical. I, you, you tell me there's a musical number in it, I'm watching it. I don't care. I like musicals. Um, and, and I know there's a lot of people who are just like, oh, I can't, like, can we not watch these people sing? And maybe that's that stems from my Disney addiction. You know, Disney is musical movies. There's always a musical number at some point in time. And, you know, it, and even then, Disney movies, I can quote a bunch of them. Again, uh, probably my most favorite is Hercules. I will sing, you know, bless his soul. Herc was on a roll all day long. I mean, Mulan, um, A Girl Worth Fighting For, Make a Man Out of You. Uh, those are those are bangers. But, you know, I've, I found myself lately trying to watch movies that I knew about, but, I, you know, I hadn't seen. And, you know, I watched Mirror, Mirror, and not a bad movie. It's got some funny moments. I mean, Julia Roberts, she's a pretty good actress. I'm trying to think of anything else new that I watched. Um, I did watch another one. It was The Accidental Husband. Never even heard of it. Um, But it had uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Uma Thurman. And Uma Thurman's had some pretty good movies. I mean, Kill Bill. I, I I did like the movie Truth About Cats and Dogs. That was another great movie. So yeah, I, I gave that one a try. It's actually pretty good. It's your stereotypical rom-com, you know, the, he gets mad at her, so he tries to get even, and he files for um, a marriage certificate, so it says that she's married, but she's supposed to be marrying somebody else. Yada, 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 they fall in love at the end. I, I mean, it's, it's your lifetime movie, honestly. But I watched it. I, again, I'm, I'm that girl who will just watch it. Um, but weirdly enough, I still do find myself, even with this vast array of abilities to watch any movie I want, from Netflix to Hulu to Amazon Prime. Um, I had HBO Max for a short period of time, but I didn't keep it because it kind of was repeating a lot of the same stuff that I've already seen before. I did keep it long enough to see the Snyder Cut of uh, Justice League. Not bad. Four hours long, but not bad. Much better than the original, if you asked me. Uh, again, my opinion. Everybody has their own. But yeah, I mean, I, I've, I think I've watched The Hustle a second time. Not a bad movie. I do like the, what I'm going to say is the original Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. I watched that one more than I'll watch uh, The Hustle. I watched, I think it was called The Prince and Me with Julia Stiles, I want to say it was. Um, where she marries the Prince of Denmark. Oh, God, I'm trying to think of what... I mean, it, those are the first movies I could think of that I've watched lately. Um, I know that I just recently binge-watched um, Jane the Virgin. Um, I didn't watch it originally. Um, the only thing I really watched on the WB was Supernatural. Again, another thing I have actually watched every se- season of um, for technically season 15 for a second time, everything else for a third time. Because season 15's the newest one. It literally just ended. Oh God, I'm trying to think of any other shows that I've watched a bunch of. Friends, uh, I mean, 
it, I'll be scrolling through anything on TV and I'll see Friends and I'm like, er, and stop and watch it. Um, I find myself doing that with like The Nanny. I've seen probably not every episode. I've seen a lot of episodes. I'll stop and watch an episode of The Nanny. Um, it, I mean, it's it's more or less of you know what what is just on for mindless fodder, just something to mindlessly watch, which it does bring into mind the idea in my head of, uh, I think it was Batman Forever, one of the Batman movies, with Jim Carrey as the Riddler, and they were sitting in front of the device that when you plug it in, it beams directly into your forehead, and it'll record, or it'll, so it's supposed to transfer you into your, like, ideal location, or, you know, trying to remember that plot at the moment. So, yeah, I mean, speaking of Batman, you know, I've I've watched a couple of those. I haven't watched um, the Michael Keaton ones in a really long time. But, I, I mean, I, I watch them and I'm just like, God, like this, this was a, the height of a lot of things. I mean, there there's a bunch of the Batman movies that are cringeworthy. I did like the Dark Knight series. I, I liked how they went about that and kind of made Batman dark and gritty, which I always thought Batman was, you know, the dark and gritty hero. Um, I really, really loved Heath Ledger's Joker, and it it is an awful shame that he's no longer in the world to share his gifts. Uh, I mean, I I always thought he was a great actor. Speaking of Heath Ledger, watching A Knight's Tale, I've watched that good lord knows how many times. I should probably know the, uh, the ball dance by heart. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, I can think of some of the steps off the top of my head. But, um, I, heck, I even have uh, Golden Years saved in my Spotify playlist. And, then, you know, to go into that, to go into music, um, and having Spotify, Pandora, music at your fingertips. I remember when you had to wait on the radio to press the, um, the play and the record button at the same time so that you could record any of the songs and you always had no matter how good you try to train yourself you always had that snippet of the disc jockey or the commercial or the previous song right at the beginning of your song so you had that little er, jump um and even at the end you always had that kind of those kind of little jumps um i think for the longest time i didn't know what the actual opening was to a Spice Girls song because in my head I had played it so many times with that little jump cut that I didn't know. I I, I didn't know. And I mean, now when I listen to it, because, you know, it, I have some Spice Girls on my playlist for, I think it's like the 90s playlist that, um, <laughs> sorry, I took a drink. Now I know the, the opening and I think that's all I could think of now. But there, again, for the longest time, that was the only thing I could think of. So, yeah, I mean, it, having all of the music at your hand, um, you know, and then I remember from, you know, when computers started becoming like everybody can have a computer in their house um, and everybody started talking about burning music. And then it became who has a music burner? Who can I go to that can burn music for me? Anybody who's listening who is younger, uh, I want to say maybe anywhere from like 20 to uh let's say 22 23 i'm giving you 25 year olds a little bit of like uh leg room just in case somebody's out there burning a cd involved 
putting a blank CD in your computer, and then you would have to go to your burning program, the program used to move the music, to, that would hold the music, and you could put your tracks in, in the list, like, I want this as track one, I want this as track two, I want this as track three, and then you would take that list, and then you would move it to tell it to save it to the CD. That's essentially all you were doing. You were saving the music to the CD. However, in the burning process, it created it a way that when you put it in a um, CD player or a Walkman or or your car, if you're if you were lucky enough to have a CD player in your car, it would actually read it as like a a vinyl record. It would see this this line is track one this line is track two so on and so forth as opposed to saving something to like your jump drive or like in the old days a three and a half floppy um if you saved it like that it just became a regular file um there was something in the burning process that changed it to make it like a readable file for the little eye on the cd player so yeah it, it became a task to find somebody who had a CD burner and then I remember we got a computer that had a CD burner because CD burners had become like a thing in every computer and we used to just create our own um, CDs I had books of it and I think this was around the time that we had the like the Columbia House thing where we were just ordering CDs from Columbia House Um, and I don't I honestly don't remember if we paid. (laughs) Um, I do remember doing the whole get 12 CDs for a dollar. So everybody in the house got 12 CDs. And, um, or maybe it was a penny. But anyways, um, and that's how I remember getting, you know, the Bloodhound Gang CD. Um, Hooray for boobies, by the way. But, (laughs) so yeah, and then what we had to do was take that CD, put it on our computer, rip it. Um, again, that's just transferring the files from the CD onto my computer, and then from there I can put it into that burning program and then take that and then move it to um, save it to the CD. So, you know, then there was that. And then I think, I, I know Napster was out around this time, but we didn't have it because there was a lot of people saying stuff about Napster, like it was, and you had to pay for it. Um, so I think that was around the birth of LimeWire. And you want to talk about a system that will crash your computer in, it, I mean, all you had to do was click install and your computer crashed. I mean, it was, there was so many just viruses associated with it. And we all still used it. Uh, all you had to do was pff, up your uh, Norton firewall and then run your scan every time that you downloaded something to catch anything. And I know we used LimeWire for the longest time um and again yes it was it was illegal (laughs) um but we all used it i know we all used it and then oh god um you know and then of course you know uh pandora started coming out and and then you know now spotify and i don't think i've used any program on my computer to save music I I mean I know I had a Zune for anybody who has no idea what a Zune is it was Microsoft Microsoft's iPod and the only reason why I had a Zune 
was it was like a um a, a package that i had gotten from work like they were they had just you know they were given given stuff away to to people and so i had the zune i think i still have it somewhere um it probably doesn't even work um it's got a jillion songs on it stuff that um i had burned because the stuff that i had originally saved on the computer probably was wiped um you know when my sister took the computer so yeah you know eventually i had my own laptop i had i don't remember purchasing it i think i had gotten the laptop as a graduation present it was one of those old oh god what were they called not heavy books something books lord help me i can't remember what it was but yeah it was it was one of the ones that had the little orange or red button in the middle if anybody remembers these these were like the first laptops um but yeah i had one it was great um granted i didn't have internet uh, internet was stupidly expensive um this is all like 2000s no 2003 was when i graduated so it was right in that area you know and it was and i, I was living on my own um i didn't even have cable when i was living on my own yet another reason why i watched movies over and over again i would just go to the five dollar bin at walmart and spend twenty dollars a paycheck get myself four new movies and then i my schedule was pretty much go to work come home pick myself something up for dinner um i didn't really cook for myself in my early 20s um i was living on my own i didn't have anybody else to take care of but me so i would get myself something small come home so yeah i mean it, that was my only form of entertainment was buying those movies and watching them and then i would come home pop in a movie and watch them um i did have the bunny rabbit ears to try and watch tv but i don't don't remember watching a lot of tv unless i was over at my ex-fiance's house um they had cable so we watched i watched a lot of tv over there and they had internet so i used the computer over there that's where you know i did all my uh my myspace stuff good lord myspace the hours i spent on that using the html coding that I learned in oh, 11th grade <laughs> became I mean it was it, it was useful knowledge when MySpace hit you know I had the background and all of the gifts and the the flashiness and the the um the surveys you were able to post surveys up which was a, a just a, I mean hours I spent hours hours I could have been using to do anything else I could have been catching up on that reading list I was com complaining about earlier so yeah I mean the, the entertainment of my youth seems so far off from what I can do now and uh, you know a lot of times I don't think about it I mean it's the, the way that technology has developed um, so organically it feels at least it feels that way to me I mean other people might disagree but you know there was always a new thing out every day or not every day but it, it felt like every day that I remember when cell phones came out my parents had one of those giant brick ones with the little itty bitty flap um, and I don't remember how much they were paying for their cell phone plan I just remember them talking about how ridiculous it was and they didn't have that cell phone for very long um but i remember them having it the next time i ever ever had a cell phone was uh after graduation uh my ex-fiance uh his mom i guess she was getting a deal through her work for the phones and he was upgrading his phone so i got his old nokia anybody remember those 
Oh, another money sink that I put myself into. I had all the different face plates. I had all the different, you know, number plates where you can always change the numbers inside of it. Uh, money sink. I, I, again, I think I found those sometime during, you know, when we were moving from Jacksonville to uh, Tampa. I, I opened up a little box thing and I was like, what is in here? Like, I don't remember what I put in here and I, as soon as I opened it I was like oh good lord like I don't even think you can get this phone anymore like I can't even sell these if I tried they're just trash now so yeah I mean just the the pure thinking about it just trying to think about all the the different things I mean I don't I think I had that phone for maybe a year two years and then I uh, was upgraded to another Nokia but it was smaller and I remember it being mostly white, but it had like a little silver, not ring, but like a silver thing around the, the screen. And those ones, I don't remember ever being able to change the faceplate on. Like it had to stay that way, but you were able to get like the skins, like you could slide it in and it had like a clear cover on it. But I do remember the one thing that I loved about it was some company had put out a little covering, um, almost like a screen you know like the the clear screen like gorilla glass but it had like a holographic in it so that you know when you turned it on or you know turned it off you always had that like little holographic thing in there and mine had like the little sun or moon with um some clouds in it i always thought that was super cool i have no idea where that went i think i gave that phone back when uh, me and my uh, ex-fiance finally broke up but <laughs> so yeah i mean the the the, the technology change and you know speaking on the technology change i i remember the essentially the birth of google and youtube and i i don't know if anybody else remembers this i remember like when memes you had to go to a website to see memes uh god what was it uh funnyjunk.com break.com had a lot of them but those were mostly a lot of those were mostly like videos i remember funny junk um had the um, peanut butter jelly time oh god there was a bunch of them so yeah you like and those were things that you could check every day it was kind of like our social media of the day and then you know you had your myspace which i sat on i don't think i did a lot of chatting with people i didn't have a whole lot of friends most of my friends were people that i had gone to high school with so yeah i mean there was there I, I remember the birth of social media and I was one of those people where I when Facebook came out I was like god no no like I'm cool with MySpace I'll stick to MySpace and how quickly I abandoned MySpace when I went to Facebook and, and I will say Facebook is my primary uh, social media that I check and scroll through every day at one point when i was in my doll collecting craze twitter was um a big one for me i recently just got back to twitter i check it every once in a while i'm not a heavy twitterer and instagram um i i go to instagram you know when i'm bored of scrolling through facebook then i go to instagram and scroll through that and see what people post and then if i'm still bored then i go to twitter but again facebook is my my big go-to social media that's where i post the most that's where I, I do all my stuff i had gone back to my myspace page only because i was like you know i know there's some really old photos on there and going back on it and looking at what i've created oh it, it just the most cringiest 
and you know and then going into youtube I, again watching knowing the birth of not knowing the birth i, I remember being very like oh what's this new thing because again like i said we had uh funnyjunk.com and um newgrounds and uh break.com and uh, you know these all these different places that you had to go to to see the memes anything that was you know essentially going to go viral and then you know now there was youtube and everything was now in one place and you could watch other people be creative and show the creativity uh i remember i think the very first thing i ever followed was community channel for the longest time i thought she was off of youtube and i looked it up again and i'm like well hot damn she's still on and you know and now that is kind of taking its place of tv and movies but at the same time, I think it's because a lot of TV shows and movies, I've I've just I've grown up watching a lot of different TV, a lot of different movies, and so you know, YouTube is kind of the thing where I can give my support to other people who want to have a creative outlet. Um, I understand that need, that wants to to be creative and to contribute to the world and there are good people and there are some people that we just won't go there um <laughs> hopefully that tells you everything and you know and now that's this is probably going to be the to correlate the 90s cartoon for me for my kids they're going to remember a lot of things on youtube and i for the longest time tried so hard to keep my kids off of um, YouTube. I didn't want them to, I didn't want it to be, I didn't want it to be that thing for them that it, that was their only form of entertainment. I wanted them to know, like, this is a TV program. These are, you know, movies. Like, I wanted them to have more than a 15 minute attention span when it came to entertainment. I'm not saying that, like, all YouTube videos are 15 minutes. I'm just saying that's the number one thing that I've noticed that catches a lot of kids' eye is if, is it short, sweet, and to the point, unlike this podcast. So yeah, I mean, and then, you know, my daughter, when she went into the sixth grade, we made the conscious decision to give her a cell phone. Um, again, I fought very hard on that one before giving up the idea to give my you know soon-to-be teenage daughter a cell phone which has become like the trope of many things she it is attached to her but only to watch things I've had to uh parental control a lot of stuff on her phone which is great that you know I, I think phone companies have realized like hey kids need parental controls I mean that's what parents are there for they are there to guide their children and keep them from being in trouble and getting into trouble because uh, I do believe that you know a lot of children are gullible and I mean the only ones who aren't were at one point and learned a lesson and they no longer are that a lot of people are you are gullible at one point and you learn a lesson from something and you it, you know it's it's kind of that fool me once shame on me fool me twice shame on you so yeah I, you know I, I fought my you know giving my daughter a cell phone but she goes to school, you know, middle school goes to school later and um, gets out later. So we wanted to make sure she had a way of getting a hold of us. And of course, in the way that a lot of things are in today's climate, again, not the weather. I mean, we live in a good neighborhood, but that still doesn't stop bad people. Um, 
So I, I yet another reason why I wanted her to have a way to uh, to get a hold of us. And you know the the good thing, like I said, about the cell phones that um, I feel like providers, cell phone providers, had realized was that parents needed a way to get a hold of their kids if they have a cell phone. And the great thing is with the um, the program that came on my daughter's phone, I was able to download essentially the parent app on my phone and I can I can track my daughter's cell phone. I can decide how long she spends on an app or an approve apps if she wants something downloaded. I can turn off an app so it just will not work on her phone, which it's a great tool. I mean, I can't take away her cell phone when she has to go to school because I do have that worry of like, oh my God, she doesn't have her cell phone. This is the day that something bad happens. And God, that makes me wish that we could go back into the day, you know, when my parents told me to just go outside and play and we were gone for hours you know, and then like the street lights started to come on and you're racing the street lights to get home before your parents see that they're the street lights on your street are on to be able to get inside so you can avoid that butt whooping. <laughs> you know, and again, you know, to go back to that day and age, but you know, a lot of people don't realize is, you know, bad things happened in those days and age too. It's just, we didn't have social media to track it. We didn't have the world wide web to track it. And that's, it's kind of a sad thing to think about, you know, and I, I, again, I, I, I see kind of the writing on the wall, especially, you know, having kids and, uh, one of them almost a teenager in today's world. Um, now, my son being uh, seven years old, I the only technological thing he has is um, video games, and that's not something that we, uh, we bought him. That was uh, given to us by another family member because um, they have disposable income and decided that they didn't want this video game system any longer, so we decided to gift it to our kids. And, you know, I, that one I don't feel as bad about. I mean, he does have, it is Nintendo, so it's, um, they're more family-friendly games, I feel. Um, certainly I would not give him, like, GTA or any of those games. I mean, I see them. I know what they're all about. Um, I mean, maybe if he gets a little bit older, my son... I, you know, he, if he wants to play them, that's fine. But uh, again, that's, I, I played video games as a kid. You know, we had Nintendo. Uh, I remember fighting to try and get to the, uh, the gun first so that I could play duck hunt and, you know, blow my brother's score out of the water. God, I even remember when my grandmother, uh, at a garage sale picked up one of the handheld Segas. Um, we only had one game, Sonic. <laughs> and, it, the rule always was the uh, first person downstairs that got it could play it. And if you got up and set it down and another person p- picked it up, another kid picked it up, it was theirs. You gave up your right to it. It was kind of a move your feet, lose your seat situation. And I, I remember trying to be up as early as I could to try and get downstairs before my brother just so I could get it and I could play it and I could try and get through as many of the levels as I could. With, you know, Nintendo, there was one summer we spent every day trying to beat Super Mario Brothers 3. I mean, it was even to the point where we didn't turn off the Nintendo. We would beat a level, we would leave it on the, the, um, 
the level picking screen and just turn off the TV. And I think one time my grandfather had um, turned off the game. And he had turned it off because uh, we were staying with my grandparents and they lived in Missouri. And I think it was a tornado. There was, I, I can't remember what it was, but there was something where you had to like unplug all your electronics. Um, I hope my Midwestern people can help me remember what that was. It, it's been so long. Um, I just remember you had to unplug all your electronics. I want to say it was a tornado. Anyways, um, <laughs> and we were devastated because I think we had gotten up to level five and we hadn't used any warps. We literally played every single level inside the world and we had gotten up to world five and he had to unplug it. So we had to do it all over again. And I remember like the first time we played it and we had finally beat it and Mario goes up to Peach and she gives the line of like, you know, thank you Mario, but your princess is in another castle. My brother and our summertime friend both hit their knees like are you kidding me like this has to be a joke and then you know her text pops up with you know haha just kidding and we were just like oh my god we did it we beat the game like it was it had become an accomplishment you know i'm playing zelda and or legend of zelda and i don't know about anybody else but did anybody else for the longest time think that link was zelda it took me a while to get that correction. I will say it didn't take me a very long while, but it did take me a while to get that connection. I, for some reason, I didn't think that, it, again, my, my brain didn't think about it. Um, I was younger when Legend of Zelda came out, but I do know now it's Link and then there's Zelda, two different people. <laughs> but yeah, like the, the world of technology and, and having kids growing up in it and seeing just how fast it's m changing more and uh, you know again back to youtube and creating the short attention span or it feels like it's creating a short attention span because we try to share movies and other shows with our kids and god i feel like now anytime that we have dinner they try and scarf down their dinner so that they can go watch what they want to watch so fast and i remember that was not an option if i wanted to watch tv i had to sit in the living room and watch whatever my parents were watching and, and i mean i I didn't get a TV in my room until, oh god, I want to say 10, and that was only because we had gotten a new TV in the living room, so I was able to get the old TV in my bedroom, and my brother and sister would come in and sit in my room and we would watch TV, and of course, if I did something bad, my dad would come in there and unplug it from the wall and yank the TV out, and that was my punishment. I had the TV taken away, and I will say, you know, it as the form of punishment to my kids, we have gone in there and just taken the Roku um, box out of their room. Like it now you're just looking at a big giant black screen just hanging on your wall. Enjoy your new art. So yeah, I mean that was that was that was our, our life growing up as kids. And uh, maybe I'm the only one. I mean, I know a lot of people didn't grow up that way and I, I do try to instill a lot of that in into how I raised my kids. I mean, I don't want them to be raised exactly like I was because there were there were some things that I wish I could change about my own life and I and not that I had a bad life I mean my parents were a little bit or not my parents my father was a little bit stricter of a disciplinarian and I try not to be that hard on my kids uh, but at the same time I'm still mindful of the fact that these human beings that I 
am in charge of and raising will one day have to be adults in society and I don't want them to be I want them to be productive members of society I want them to be somebody that can contribute and I, I don't know maybe that's like that, that's like a legacy thing for somebody is everybody always worries about not everybody I, I can't speak for everybody obviously but um I, I know a lot of people have voiced about having a legacy and I mean hell that's what a lot of kingdoms were based on you know and having a male heir so you have a legacy not saying that you have to have a male child in order to have a leg legacy you're passing on something to continue the human race and how you raise that human is how the human race continues and with that I think I'm going to end uh, this episode and I hope you guys have been enjoying and um, we'll uh, pick up again in the next episode. Thanks for listening and uh, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye.